Would you go in the scriptures to um, Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, please, this morning? We've been on this for some weeks now when I've been able to be with you. and We're dealing with some things that are very widespread and prominent issues. And the scripture said the truth will make you free. Clear things up for us. Deuteronomy 30 in the 15th verse, and I'm going to read from the Good News translation. GNT, the Good News. It says it like this. God is speaking. He says, today... I am giving you a choice between good and evil, between life and death. He's giving who a choice? Giving you a choice. So if he says it's your choice, then is it his choice? If he says it's your choice, is it up to him? If he says it's your choice, then is he deciding? No. No. If he says it's your choice, is he in control of that? No. No. He said you're in control of that choice. And then the outcome. Keep reading verse 16. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God, which I give you today, if you love him, obey him, and keep all his laws. Everybody say if. 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 Then you will prosper and become a nation of many people. The Lord your God will bless you in the land. That you're about to occupy. Verse 17. But if. If you disobey. And refuse to listen. And are led away to worship other gods. You'll be destroyed. I warn you here and now. You'll not live long. In that land across the Jordan. That you're about to occupy. We see a choice. Between. Believing not believing. Obeying not obeying. And we see two completely different lives. As the result of the choice. Right? We see a life of doing well. Prospering. Things going good for you. Living long. Or we see a life where you cut short. You die young. You die wrong. It's hard. Things are against you. Blessing. Curse. Life. Death. And whose choice? Whose choice was it? Is it? He said, it's your choice. Something that I had known some of these things for some years and believed and preached some of them, but something that stirred me prior to this series is, uh, oh, I guess it's been a year plus ago. I was hearing some people talk, some unbelieving things. You hear, I've heard this before, but people say, you know, if God is real and if God is a God of love. How could a a God of love send people to hell? A burning, tormenting devil's hell for eternity. I asked the Lord about that very specific thing. I said, Lord, what's, what's the best way to answer that? What's the best way to say it? And I don't mean to hurt an audible voice, but inside me, the Lord spoke to my heart, just like he'll speak to any Christian if you learn how to listen. He said, Keith, it's not my choice. It's not my choice. Is that true? Is that true? If it's people's choice, then it's not his choice. 
Is heaven or hell God's choice for us or our choice? It's always been this way. From the beginning, God's dealings with his first covenant people into the New Testament, it's always been this way. And yet, through the devil's influence, through religious tradition, unscriptural thinking, you've got much of the church world that tries to preach and say that God's in control of everything. I've had people get up in my face. I've had preachers come down and correct me after, after well, I should say try to correct me, after the, uh, uh, after I spoke. And one of them got in my face and said, I want you to know that God is sovereign. And when he gets ready for you to do something, you will do it. I said, no, that's not right. You're absolutely wrong. God's not making people do stuff. That's, you might as well say everything is God's choice. People say God's in control. I mean, how common a phrase is that in Christian circles? God is in control. Of what? People say everything. Really? God's in control of everything and everybody. Like I've said before, if that's true, then he's in control of you. How about yesterday? God was in control of you. Everywhere you went, everything you said, everything you watched, everything you ate. I mean, whether you ate cornflakes or raisin bran in the morning, it was God. God. No. You're making choices. Right? God's not controlling everything you do. People say, you don't believe God's all-knowing and all-wise and all-powerful? I absolutely do. I absolutely do. But what if in his wisdom, in his power, what if he left some things up to us? Then how can you leave up to him what he left up to you? If he said it's your choice, how are you going to go around and tell everybody, no, he's choosing. It's his choice. Anybody remember the Lord's Prayer, as we call it? Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Did he teach them and us to pray that God's will would be done on the earth like it is in heaven? Well, if it's already being done, why would we need to be praying that it would be done? If everything that's happening is God's predetermined will, he's controlling everything, there can be no ifs. And the Bible is, there's ifs all the way through it. If you do this, this is going to happen. If you do that, something else is going to happen. I'm telling you, it's not all written in concrete. It's not all written in stone. God has left things up to men. Now let me say it like this. The Bible talks about God's counsel will stand. And his plan basically we're saying it will be fulfilled and completed. And that is absolutely the truth. I mean the end's already been written. Right? There's no question about the outcome of this thing. Or who's going to win. 
at how this is going to turn out. God's will is and will be accomplished. His plan will be fulfilled. His purposes. Everybody say his purposes. Did you hear that first word? His. His purposes. His counsel. Not everything's going to be fulfilled. His counsel is going to be fulfilled. But here's the question. It is going to be done. But are you and I going to be a part of it? It's our choice. It's our, and he's not going to make us be a part of it. But if I don't do it, he'll find somebody that will. But I'm not letting anybody take my place. How about you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to keep my place. I'm not going to let any rocks cry out for my, my praise. And th- right? How about you? I'm thankful to have a part. I choose to be in that place. I choose to believe him. Follow him. Because of that, I am secure. As long as you want to serve him, you're secure. People say, well, everything's working out uh, for good. You know, I just believe everything works out for the best. No, that's not what the Bible said. God causes things to work out for good to a specific group of people. Those that love him. And are called according to his purposes. Everything is not working out for the best for everybody. It is not. And people try to act wise and say, well, I just believe everything happens for a reason. Well, that may be. But the reason could be that you made a dumb choice. Right? And it had nothing to do with the will of God. Or the plan of God. Now, look with me in uh, Psalm 115. Psalm 115.16, notice this. It said, the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. Why would it be necessary to even say that? Well, read the rest of it. But, how many know what but means something different is about to fall? But the earth has he given to the children of men. Is the situation different for the earth than it is for the heavens? Heaven of heavens. It is. Well, isn't the earth the Lord's? Yes and no. Yes, by right of creation. Yes, in that he sustains it every millisecond. Yes, in that ultimately in the end it's still his. But no, in the sense that he's controlling it. Because he gave it to men. Did he or did he not. Give it to men. It should be so obvious to us. Saints. Up in heaven. What's the crime rate? Huh? How much crime in heaven? Come on help me out. Have you read about revelation? No pain. No sorrow. No crying. No death. Right? How many accidents on the highways in heaven? Car wrecks. Huh? How many flu outbreaks? How many children being hurt? How, how many? How many? Absolutely none. You know why? Because God is in complete control in heaven. What people are claiming He is on the earth, He is in heaven. But if he's given earth to the children of men and men are in control, that would explain a lot of stuff. Amen. Wouldn't it? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Oh, friends, there is so much junk happening down here. It's not God doing it. It's not the will of God. It's not the plan of God. What's, what's going on? God allowed men to choose. And when you choose wrong, you get wrong. And the wages of sin is not the will of God. Death. To say that everything that's happening down here is the will of God is to say men's evil choices and men's sins and men, the aftermath of their sins is the will of God. It is not true. I said it is not true. You know what is true? Our God has always been and will always be a good, good God. He always does good. He only does good. He's a good God. I said he's a good God. His will for us is good. His choice for us as far as his plan is good. But we don't have to choose it ourselves. We don't have to follow it. We can do something else. You can be bull. I started to say pig headed. and Stubborn. And you can do it your own way. You can ignore him. You can come up with your own plan. You can mess up your life. And people's round about you too. And then you know. I actually, you know, I guess you can tell, and it irritates me that people make wrong choices and then they try to blame it on God. They say, God, I don't know why God let this happen to me. It wasn't his choice. It was your choice. People sometimes say, what God put this off on me for? Did he? Did he? No, friends, it's not true. Aren't you glad the truth will make you free? When you know the truth, it just clears all kind of things up. All kind of things. Go with me to the book of John, please. Gospel account of John. I know some of this will take some meditation on some folks' part because you've heard something else for year after year and decade after decade. But uh, don't take my word for it. Put your nose in this book. Search it out diligently. Right? And don't let somebody's tradition mean more to you than the Word of God. I've had people, uh, I've given them scriptures. One, two, three, four, five, six scriptures. And they look at me and say, yeah, but now I just believe. Yeah, but I've always believed. Based on what? Well, I just, that's just what I believe. Based on what? That's just my... Well, we all got a right to our beliefs. No, you don't. If Jesus is your Lord, you believe what he tells you to believe. Right? You don't just make up stuff as you go along. I had one lady come to me one time, and, and she brought up something, and I gave her two or three verses. And, and she says, yeah, I know all that's in there. She said, but uh, I just believe it's like the song said. I thought, huh? The, the what? You know, the, the old song. And she sang me an unbelieving hymn. <laughs> Do you know everything in the songbook is not scripture? It's not Bible? There are some good ones, but there are some bad ones too. And there are some that verse 1 and the chorus is good, but verse 3 is absolute unbelief. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? That's why you need to know the word. Know the scripture. So that you don't just swallow everything and Got to watch about making these broad sweeping statements with no scriptural basis. 
Is it true? If it's true, you'll find it not one place, but numerous places throughout the Word of God. It'll be plain. It'll be clear. Let's look at something today that to me is one of the greatest revelations concerning uh, the, the topic that we're dealing with. In the first chapter of John, John 1 and verse 1. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Say that out loud. The life is the light of men. The light of men. Keep reading. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The light has come, and the light shines, but the darkness did not discern or acknowledge the light, and the darkness cannot overcome the light. Keep reading. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lightens every man that comes into the world. Somebody say, he is the light. light. Who are we talking about now? Jesus. Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, the word. He is the light. The light of what? What does that mean? I hope you're awake and and, and focused with me. There's a big part of this that should open up to us this morning. What does that mean, the light? Well, keep this in mind. 1 John 1, 5 said, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Said out loud, God is light. Now, is Jesus the light? He is. And is God light? Yes. Yes. He's the true light, which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world. The world was made by him. And the world knew him not. If things had been right, when Jesus was born, the, the time he was born and the star appeared, the whole earth should have rallied. Right? Around that site and praised God and filled the earth with celebration and glory and and throughout his life. How many think if people had seen and thought right, everybody on every inhabited continent of the earth would have been over at Jesus' meetings? Wouldn't he? Should they have been there? Was anything more important they had to do? No. No, but did the mass of them not come? Masses of them never, they never showed up. They never came. Handful of people were aware of it. Did you know the same thing is true today? If people really knew the truth and and understood what was going on, you couldn't get the people in the churches this Sunday morning. You couldn't begin to get them in. But sadly, there's plenty of room in most churches because folks don't, 
people are, are in darkness. They're in darkness about what life is about and what's going on and what's about to happen. They're clueless. They get up and go to school, come home and get up, go to work, come home, act like they're going to do this forever. And they're not. A few more breaths, they're out of here. And then what? The scripture said, the Lord said this to me, and I'll quote the scripture. Some years ago, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, most of the earth, talking about most of the people on the earth, most of the earth is either dead or asleep. Talking about spiritually. Spiritually dead, never been born again. But you know, there are a lot of folks that are born again, but they're asleep. Well, if you're in a deep sleep, you lay a person who's in a deep sleep beside somebody who's dead from a distance, you can hardly tell any difference. I mean, the same activity. Right? And the scripture said, awake, thou that sleepest, rise from the dead. What'll happen? What'll happen? Christ shall give you light. He said, most of the earth is dead or asleep. Oh, but you know what else? There are some who are alive and awake. Oh, I believe I'm in that group. How about you? Alive. I'm spiritually alive. I've been born again. Not only that, I'm awake. I know what's going on. I'm aware. I'm aware of God. I'm aware of his plan for my life. I'm aware of my assignment and what's happening in the earth. Somebody say alive and awake. That's us. Don't you like that? Well, that would be because you have light. You have light. Awake and Christ will give you light. Keep reading. He was in the world, verse 10. The world was made by him. And the world did not recognize him when he came. Did not acknowledge him by and large. He came into his own. I'm in his own. And what happened? They did not receive him. Ultimately they killed him. Right? After just a very few years of ministry. They killed him. And we know there was more going on. Redemption was happening, but they didn't know it. They just wanted him dead. These are his own. These people are reading and teaching and talking about scriptures that are prophesying about him. Their whole life, he shows up, and they don't even recognize him. Want to kill him. But as many as received him, that's us. And many like us. As many as received him to them gave he the power or authority to become the sons of God. Even them that believe on his name. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glory. Everybody say his glory. glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Oh somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hold your place in John. Go to Colossians, please. Colossians, the first chapter. Then we're going over to Hebrews, the first chapter. Colossians 1, verse 13. The Lord has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, 
even the forgiveness of sins. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Verse 15, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creation. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Say it out loud. Jesus Jesus is is the image image of the invisible God. He is, the Word was made flesh. The Word who was with God and was God became flesh and was manifested in the natural realm where you could see it and touch it and hear it and experience it. And when that happened, light dawned on the planet. When the Word was made flesh and manifest, the light shined in the darkness. And what did you see when you saw the light? You saw God, who is light. You saw Jesus the Christ, who is the image. And what had been invisible to men became visible to mankind. Whoo! Can you tell we're into something here now? Hebrews, the first chapter. Hebrews chapter 1. Says, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets. Prior to Jesus' coming, the revelation of God in the earth was through men like Moses. And what men saw and knew of God had come through men. Moses, the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken unto us by his son. Not a messenger. The son. Not an angel. The son. Glory to God. Whom he has appointed heir of all things and by whom also he made the worlds. Sounds like John 1, don't it? Verse 3, who being the brightness of his God's glory and the express image of his person. Whose person? God the Father. Jesus is the brightness of God's glory. He is the express or exact image of of God's person, his character, his personality, his will, his ways. You believe it? Yes. There's too much talk about wonder what God's like. Like we've been given no revelation of him. And all this talk about, you know, God being in control. I wonder, is God doing this or is God doing that? It's all already been answered in Jesus. What he is, what he's not, what his will is, what it's not, what he does, what he doesn't do, how he sees mankind, how he responds and interacts with human beings. It's all been revealed in Christ Jesus. Can you see it, saints? 
Go back to John. Let's look at it some more. Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go over to the uh, fifth chapter of John. Now, if you want to get a real heavy dose of this, read the gospel account of John. And then go read 1 John. Because those writings are just full of this. Of the revelation of Christ and the light. In John 5 and verse 30. John 5, 30. Jesus said, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will but the will of the Father which sent me. Thank you, Lord. Look at the 6th chapter and the 38th verse. 6.38 Jesus said to them, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. You believe this? So when you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, when you're reading the, the, the revelation in the epistles that refer back to Jesus and who he is and what he's done, what are you seeing and hearing? God's will. Everything Jesus said is a direct revelation of the will of the unchanging God. Everything he did is a revelation of who God the Father is. How he deals with men. So 10,000 questions can be answered about God and more by just bringing it right back to here. What did Jesus say? What did he do? What did he not do? You got people trying to convince us that God is causing earthquakes and sending uh, tidal waves and sending hurricanes and doing things. If that's so, you'd see Jesus doing it. Oh, do you see this, saints? If you never saw Jesus do it or say it, then how are you going to say God does it? Because he revealed the Father. You never see him cause a storm. You never see him walk out and stir up a tornado and send it through a trailer park. We saw him stop some storms, didn't we? We saw him stop them, stop them in their tracks. Did you ever see him go out and put cancer on somebody? Never. You saw him heal people nearly every day, right? What are we looking at? If you don't see him do it, you should never say God does it. Right? He is. The exact expression of God in the earth. He is. He revealed how God sees mankind. He revealed how God deals with mankind. Did he run into opposition? Was he challenged? Was he mocked and ridiculed? And see, some people try to tell us, well, and I'll tell you what, God's sovereign and almighty, and he gets ready for you to do something, you're going to do it. Did he make anybody to do anything? Did Jesus make anybody do anything? 
He came unto his own and what happened? They did not receive him. So what did he do? He let them reject him. Didn't he? Did he make people? Did he straighten people out? See, if any of this stuff that people say, well, I'll tell you what, God will come down. He'll judge you. He'll make you do what you're supposed to. Did Jesus ever do that? Ever? Never. Then God doesn't do it. How can you say God is a certain way and you don't see Jesus that way? How can you say he deals with people and handles things a certain way and you don't see it in Jesus? Jesus brought the light of God's character into the earth. And and it wasn't just through a prophet now. He manifested it so that you could see, you could look straight and see. The ways, the thoughts, the will, the desire of the Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. What's he like? He's just like Jesus. He's just like him. All Jesus ever said, he said, I I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see him do. Everything Jesus did, everything he said is a direct revelation of of the character and person of God in the earth to everybody for all time. Can you say amen? Amen. Go to the 8th chapter, please. Let's look at this some more. Don't you think this is valuable light? This can come up, this will come up again and again throughout our days to come, answering questions for us, right and left. John 8 and 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. What is light? In the light you see God. God is light. In the light you see what God's really like. He's been lied on. He's been misrepresented. Religion is one of the most terrible things on the planet. People have invented all of these atrocious lies about God, and they've painted pictures of God that has nothing to do with God. And because of it, you've got millions of people who think God's their problem. Think God stole their family member, killed their baby, caused them to lose their job. And they're looking and going, why God? Why God? Why'd you do this to me? Why do I have to have a life like this? And they're believing lies. I said they're believing lies. God never been their problem. He's the answer. I said he's the answer. He's been lied on. But there's no surprise. Uh, The Bible said the goodness of the Lord leads men to repentance. And the devil knows this. Which is why he has worked so hard and continuously. Especially through preachers and through religion. To paint an untrue picture of God. Because If people ever see the real God and how good he is, they will flock to him by the millions. Do you know it? They will. They will. So the devil is continuously trying to get all this junk out that misrepresents him. Lies on him. Notice this eighth chapter further. Verse 19. They said to him, where is your father? Jesus said, you don't know me nor my father. If you had known me, 
You should have known my father also. Why? Because when you've heard one, you heard the other. Right? They've been hearing the father. And they don't like him. Did you notice this? But back up to the fifth chapter. In the, uh, actually it's the 15th chapter. I told you wrong. 15th chapter. Jesus said this in 15 and 23. 15, 23. Well, what, 22. He said, if I had not come and spoken to them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. Did you know you're responsible for light? If you're really ignorant and you really don't know, God doesn't hold you accountable for what you don't know. But when you see it and when you know it, you've got to do something with it. And now you're responsible. And they have seen God. Hadn't they? They've heard God and they've seen God. When did they hear it? When Jesus came to town. Do you know the same thing's happening today? Through God's people? People are supposed to see God through you. And through me. Why? Did you know we are the light of the world? Did you know it? Why? Because he, the light of the world, is in us. Makes us the light of the world. And if we yield to him, and, and we're full of him, and he's manifest through us, you're not just seeing us. But the thing is, you'd think, well, people that see God, man, they'd be so happy. No, there's a lot of people, when they, when they see him, they don't like him. They don't. Notice, if I had not come and spoken to them, they had not had sin, but now they have no cloak for the sin. He that hates me, hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none of the man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. Oh, but you could have never got them to say it. They'd have said, no way, no how. We're of God. We hold to Moses' teaching. And we're, we're God in the morning, God at noontime, God when the sun goes down. And you're a false prophet and a blasphemer. And they're looking right at God. And they hate him. They're listening to God talking. And they hate what they're hearing. And they claim to be servants of God. And yet they hate God. Preachers preaching God that hate God. Isn't that something? He said, search the scriptures. In them you think you have eternal life. He said, they're talking about me. And here I am. And you won't come to me. What's God like? Well, he's so big and so vast. I'm not claiming we'll know everything about him in this life or a zillion years from now. I believe we'll still be finding out amazing things about him. But... Some of the very general and basic things regarding his character and who he is, what he is, how he deals with mankind, it has been revealed to us. It has been shown to us. And it was shown to us in Jesus. If Jesus didn't do it, you can't say God does it. How many understand that covers a lot of ground? Does that cover a lot of ground? 
If Jesus never caused a storm and sent it on people, how are you going to say God the Father did? I know insurance companies call them acts of God, but they're wrong. I said they're wrong. It's just not true. It's not true. If you never saw Jesus go put sickness on people, how are you going to say God put sickness on people? How are you going to say it? You got no basis for it. Jesus is the exact revelation of God in the earth. When he stepped on the scene and he started talking and he started ministering, the heavens opened up and the light shined. And God said, this is me. This is who I am. This is what I am. Glory to God. Does he make people do things? Jesus didn't. Go to Matthew 23. You see a a real picture of this in Matthew. He came and do his own. And his own received him not. So then did he say, look, I'm the son of God. You will do what I say. I have the power of the almighty. And if I say it's going to be done, then it's going to be done. He never did it. You know what he did do? He went up on the hill overlooking the city of Jerusalem and cried. Didn't he? Are we seeing God? Are we seeing the Almighty who sits on the throne? We're seeing it. He went up there and he cried. And he said, verse 37, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that kills the prophets and stones them which are sent unto thee. Who sent them to them? God. They're his prophets. They're his people. They killed them. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her, her chickens under her wings? And you wouldn't do it. Is the next verse say, I'm going to make you now? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. God does not make people choose him. And because people have chosen other than him, it's why the earth is filled with darkness and evil and pain. It's not going to last forever. Because God does have a plan. Right? In spite of rebellion, in spite of sin, there's coming a time when all the tears are going to be wiped away. And uh, that chapter is going to be done and gone. And the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our God. And we shall rule and reign with him forever. And God really will be in control of everything, everywhere. And it will be amazing. We will have the most perfect weather you have ever seen. It'll never be too cold. It'll never be too hot. It'll never be too humid. It'll never be too windy. There will be zero curse in the earth. The lion will lie down with the the lamb. Predators won't even be carnivorous anymore. It's going to be a different world. Why? Because God really is in control. Hallelujah. Till that time, we can pray that his will would be done more down here 
than it is, and we can be the light of the world. And when people spout all this nonsense and perverse stuff about claiming God destroyed and killed and did all this other stuff, we can stand up and say it's not true. It's not true. You know what's true? Jesus is true. What he said, what he did, that's who God is. That's how he deals with people. And nothing contrary to that. Thank you Lord. Go on over to John. We're not quite through with that. John. Eighth chapter we read the. uh, 19th verse I believe it was. Skip on down to the 24th verse. Jesus said I said to you. That you shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am he. You shall die in your sins. They said who are you? Jesus said to them. Even the same I said to you. From the beginning. More than once he said. I already told you who I am. (laughs) Why do you want to hear it again? They didn't want to believe. I used to think. In the early days of our ministry. There is a truth that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, ignorance. And my, I thought, well, that's probably the biggest thing, is that the biggest thing we need is knowledge. That's the biggest problem, is that people are ignorant. But in the following years, I've come to see that is not the case. Ignorance is a problem, but it's not the biggest problem. If you go on and, and read the rest of the verse, that's not even the rest of the verse in Hosea. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That's not even the end of the sentence. The rest of it says, because you have rejected knowledge. The big pro- There are people right and left. There are people in every city. There are people on every continent. They have heard some good news. They have heard some gospel. They have heard some truth. And they don't like it. They don't want it. What does that mean? They saw a glimpse of God and they don't want him. People were looking Jesus square in the face and hated him. They were listening to Jesus preach and teach and hated it. Wanted to kill him. Which means they hate his father. Because he wasn't speaking his own words. He was saying exactly what his father told him to say. He was doing exactly what the father showed him. And even though you have just a little bit of light, if you see God, even if it's just just that much. If you see him and you like him, you're in good shape. Because you're going to get more and more and more and more. And he'll bring you out of the deepest, darkest crevice into full light and full salvation. Do you believe it? He will. But when you see the light, you got to love it. When you see the truth, you got to love it. Because you're seeing Jesus and you're seeing God. And you should throw both arms around it and go, oh, it's God. I want it. I love him. Oh, friend, Jesus is everything. I said he's everything. He's everything. He's the front and the back and the middle. He's the top and the bottom and all the way around. Is he Alpha Omega? Beginning in, he's everything. He said, listen to what Paul said by the Spirit of God. He said, if anybody does not love, love the Lord Jesus, let them be accursed. Wow. What if I said that real loud? 
on TV. If you don't love Jesus, you're cursed. Be accursed. Man, he needs to walk in love. I'm quoting Bible verses. Right? No. People, you got people that should know better. Coming up with this universalist mentality. Well, God, we all have the same God Father. We're all children of the same God. We are not. That's a lie. Jesus said to the most religious people of his day, you are of your father, the devil. He told the group, he said, you're not my sheep. Didn't he say it? You're not my sheep. No. People say, well, you know, there are many ways to God. And all these different religions, we all have our own ways of getting there, but we all wind up at the same place. Lies, lies, lies. People are going to hell over this stuff. I know this is strong, but friend, it's either true or it's not. If you believe the Bible, you've got to believe what Jesus said. And he said, I am the way, the truth. The life. He said, nobody comes to the Father except by me. Now, you either believe that or you don't. You either believe that or you don't. If that's true, there are not many ways to God. We are not all children of the same God. I know it sounds nice, but it's just not true. It's like a lot of other things. It's not true. Keep reading. John 8. They said, who are you? He said, I'm the same I told you from the start. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world the things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spoke to them of the Father. Then Jesus said, when you've lifted up the Son of Man, then you'll know that I am he. And I do nothing of myself. But as my Father has taught me, I speak these things, and he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. You believe that? So when you're seeing Jesus, you're seeing the Father. When you're hearing him, you're hearing God. We don't have to act clueless about how, what, how is God? How is God dealing with the planet? And it's all right here. Jesus has already shown us. In the 14th chapter. In the 14th chapter. I know sometimes I raise my voice and get a little strong on some of these things. But friend, if somebody you loved is going 110 miles an hour down a road and the bridge is out and there's a 10,000 foot drop. Huh? How many think sometimes, even if it alarmed them, you should yell and scream if you took it. And holler and go, you are going off the end. Yeah, that's right. Don't believe these lies. They can sit up there with the cruise control on and believe everything's fine. Everything's good. Oh no, road's good. Road's good. It's not good. The Bible said there's a broad way that leads to destruction. And there's a lot of people on it. Didn't Jesus talk about it? But there's a straight and a narrow way. People say, oh, you're just narrow, narrow, narrow. Yeah, and saved. And saved. If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, you should believe what the Christ said and not change it and adapt it to be socially, politically acceptable and correct. You should just stay exactly with what he said. He said, if you don't believe I'm the one, you will die in your sins. 
He said, I am the only way to the Father. How many believe it? That's exactly what he said. He's not trying to be mean. Trying, not trying to be hard. If it's true, it's true. It's truth. And the truth won't put you in bondage. Truth will make you free. Wake you up. Get you free. Get you off the wrong path. Get you out of hell. Get you out of destruction. Get you away from all that. Get you saved. The 14th chapter. John 14. Verse 6. Jesus said to them. What did he say? I am the way. The truth. And the life. No man comes unto the Father. But by me. How many get to the Father? Through some other prophet. Some other religion. You cannot get to God. The Father. Any other. Nobody. Nobody. Anywhere. Can get to him. Except through Jesus. Faith in him. If you had known me. Jesus said you should have known my father also. And from henceforth you know him. And you've seen him. Now it's no wonder. A lot of Christians are talk the way they do about. Man we need to find out more about God. Is he really. What, how does he see people. Because Philip. And the ones that had been with Jesus for years. He turns around and asks this question. He said Lord. Please show us the father. And it'll say it would make us happy. Would you show us? We want to know what he's really like. Man. Jesus said, have I been all this time with you? And you don't know me yet, Philip? We eat together. We travel together. You've been in every service. You've heard every message year after year. Philip, and I'm sure Philip was thinking, I wasn't talking about you. I saw my father. Can you see where Christians have messed up? They've separated the father from Jesus. They've tried to believe a whole set of things about God that's got nothing to do with Jesus and what he revealed. Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the father. Sit out loud if you've seen Jesus. You've seen the Father. Father. Say it again. If you've seen Jesus. You've seen the Father. Father. Glory to God. 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 God. Stand up on your feet everybody. Oh thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Aren't we thankful that he's given us Jesus? Aren't we thankful that He's the light has shined into the world? We don't have to wonder what God's like. We can see. We can see in Jesus. He's good. He's not a, a killer. He's a healer. Right? He's not a destroyer. He's a restorer. He's not mean. He's good. Oh, somebody say he's good. He's good. Lift up your hands. Let's lift up our voices. Tell him out of your own voice. Lord, you're so good. You're so good. You're so good.
This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.